Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business of Music podcast, where we teach you everything you need to know about owning and growing a music business. My name is Elliot Towsley, and my business partner, James Landry, and I are your hosts. Shoot us an email to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer your questions on our next podcast. And to learn even more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Business of Music podcast. Um, I am excited today. We have a great guest. Um, for those who have been tuning in, usually we ask to come in about a half hour into the podcast, but this is a special uh, episode with a special guest. Happy to introduce Grizzy Hendrix. Grizzy, how you doing, my man? Yo, what's going on, bro? Happy to be here. <laughs> We're really excited to have you. Um, Grizzy, for those who don't know, has a lot of awareness for artists, um, for a lot of scams that are going on in the industry. Grizzy is an artist himself. He's made a lot of, or really built a great platform for his music. So he's actually, I think he's been like interacting with some of these artists. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm just going to turn over the floor to you, man. And can you tell us a little bit about what you're seeing um, and, and what you're trying to raise awareness for, for artists? All right. So basically what's going on right now is like, uh, because of the pandemic, a lot of these legendary artists are suffering and they're, they're, they're pretty much broke to keep it a buck with you and they don't have no money. So uh, I guess somehow this company figured out a way to reach out to these artists and offer them this, this little opportunity for them to get their, get money in their pockets. So what they're doing is they're, they're handing over their accounts to this company, their verified accounts, and allowing this company to use it to basically rip artists off, scam them, uh, sell dreams to them that just aren't really going to happen. And the artists think that the uh, these verified accounts are those legends that they're speaking to, but it's really not. It's just this, this, this... Uh, this company that's actually, you know, typing out these 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 fake messages. They're all the same. Like I'm getting messages from artists that are exactly the same messages that like one might come from Fat Joe. It's the same message uh, as uh, uh, Benny the Butcher or Dave East or DMX even. So it's like they're just, you know, just trying to scam artists. And I felt like it's my job as an artist who's gotten jerk myself in the past to actually spread more awareness of this because I just don't like seeing artists get robbed. It ain't money. Yeah. So. To give everyone a little background, I had um, talked about this a few months ago. It's been going on for a while. Um, what they're doing at the beginning of this is they're posting something like an image saying tag the next up and coming artist or a tweet and they're getting other people to tag their friends or people they know. And then the company's going in and everyone who's tagged, just messaging them the same thing. Like you said, Hey, I think it's pretty much something like, Hey, we have a great opportunity. You should be on our mixtape. And then this mixtape may have a song from someone like fat Joe, but really it's just like 30 other songs of random people that mm -hmm. no one listens to the mixtape because there is no promotion done on these mixtapes. Um, Fat Joe may be on it, but he doesn't care. He's just, he's getting paid to be, let his song be on it and let them sell, be on a mixtape with Fat Joe. And 100%. As you know, as an independent artist coming up and coming in Paris, that sounds like an amazing opportunity. 
be on a mixtape with Fat Joe sounds amazing. But ultimately, if they're not helping you market it or do anything, if no one's going to listen to us, what? there's no benefit to it. Um, so that's a little background of it. Now, I know you haven't done that, but have you seen other opportunities like this before that are legit? Have you seen, have you ever been on a mixtape with anyone? Um, I mean, back in the like past, like when, when, when they were, when, cause before all this internet stuff, you know, I come from that era where we were handing out mixtapes. You, you pick up mixtapes from your, your bootlegger and you definitely would want to pay to get on those mixtapes at the time. Those were like really getting heavily pushed around the streets, but we're talking about something totally different now. This is just, this is just like a legit scam. So when people try to compare it to that era, it's just false because it's, yeah, it's just not rare. <laughs> you can't equate those two. <laughs> yeah. And um, as you all know, and as a lot of people may not realize is when they're doing this, they're not going through a business entity or something like that. They're having you WhatsApp or cash app or Venmo the oh. money um, because that's one, probably one of the top signs of a scam when you're just sending them money on cash app. Because no they contracts. Can, yeah, disappear. And they're like, oh, we'll put you on a mixtape. And in this case, I think a lot of them are ending up on mixtapes. I don't know how many people have paid and not been put on a mixtape. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's a scam as much as a very misleading advertisement of <laughs> what you can expect from it. We'll see where the scam lies is they're making these artists believe you're talking to the, 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 like, the specific verified person on that account. So it's like, that's where the fraud comes in. You're, you're, you're tricking people. It's like, if if I'm sitting there thinking, oh man, I'm talking to DMX, DMX is saying he likes my music. I'm thinking this is DMX, but really it's not even DMX. This is just some fake, <laughs> like uh, robot type thing going on behind the scenes. So that's where I believe that's clearly scam, <laughs> scamming in my opinion. <laughs> Right. Well, and I know on the distribution side of things, like when these mixtapes are put out and it says the mixtape has 28 main artists, right? It's not a DMX tape. It's a mixtape with DMX on it. And it's listed under various artists, literally is what it'll say. Right. So if DMX hymns there, where there would be value is if after the mixtape was done, the DMX account from Twitter, from Instagram, was promoting it. Hey, check out the mixtape I'm featured on. That would be worth money because now his audiences might be clicking on this link and happen to see you. But if it's purely just give us a thousand bucks, we'll put you essentially on a playlist and it'll be under various artists. This is going to completely disappear. Poof. Like if they're getting a thousand bucks a slot, that's 30 grand right there. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, and like if and they can do this eight uh, uh, infinite amount of times really because it doesn't fall under a fat joe album it, it's just a various artist some random mixtape called you know what probably something like beast in the east volume 14 or some shit like that yeah. and so i mean now you've said some of the legends like can you what are some artists that have gone into this like that you've well, seen i mean i've i, I had actually put a list of uh list on my instagram so anybody who wants to you know check out that list that's on my instagram but uh the ones that i know royce was definitely a part of it 
um, Fat Joe, uh, you had Cassidy, you have uh, Benny the Butcher, you got now DMX, uh, Davies I've seen. Like, there's a lot of artists doing this. You got Gilly. There's just so many dudes that are acting like, like, and they're doing it right now. That's the crazy part. It's like, even with all these, 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 uh, like topics being brought to light about how they're skimming, they're still like, up. Oh, so what? We're still doing it. So I'm just surprised that these guys have the audacity to keep up with this. Have you talked to anyone who's had the offer to be one of these spokespeople? Do you have any idea, like how much Fat Joe's being paid to do this? Or well, because to me, I, I think it would have to be a lot because it's risking your whole brand. Well, yeah, I, I've actually heard. Uh, uh, I believe it. I was speaking with the Evolve on his show, and he said he did his research, and they're getting be- paid between like five to ten thousand, I think, a week. You know, just to like use their account to do this, so they're getting this bread every week. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he said. Gives you an idea of how much money that company is making, if they're able yeah. to pay out ten grand a week for Fat Joe's account. It's a lot. And I, I don't know how much they're charging artists. I've seen various amounts. I've seen 500, I think. I've seen all the way up to 2,000 for a spot. Oh, yeah. I've mistakes. seen up to 5,000. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Five grand. Well, I'm wondering if on some level, because to have access to that many different artists makes me think that like perhaps they're all managed by one like PR company. And now mm-hmm. this company is kind of using this methodology because like you have to think like to, that's a lot of people and like i've also seen red man i've seen the game um oh yeah the game too yeah yeah right but that's a lot of artists who you would probably think are doing well and to have access to that many accounts all doing the same thing makes me think that there's some sort of like pr company that just has all of these clients and is now using this strategy do you think that could kind of be it? Or do you like, are there some I artists think, who might not be aware this is going on from their pages? No, I think that they're aware. I think what it is, is like the artists were, were spreading it amongst each other, like through word of mouth. They, I think they were saying to each other, yo, I just linked up with this right. company. They get in my account. Uh, they pay me every such and such. And all you got to do is let them use your account and you're going to get this bread every week you know what i'm saying and just let them use your account and they like word i'm with it you know what i'm saying i think that's how it was i think it just spread through word of mouth amongst the artists the legends and they all you know got involved in this 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 dumb scan i can't only imagine how what songs they're putting on these mixtapes from these people like what throwaways did they just give them like yeah i recorded this in 1987 here you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're definitely doing that. I heard somebody say they had got a verse and that verse was used on another song already. So it was like yeah. that that joint was already used before. It's not even mm-hmm. fresh material you're giving these guys. So it was like yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's so whack to me. <laughs> Actually, you know, James and Grizzy, this happened to I was making music a while back. Um, probably like four years ago now, maybe mm-hmm. three, three or four years ago, my friend and I had a song and it was kind of like a summer 
kind of poppy hip hop song. And a company like this was like doing the exact same kind of thing. Hey, we're putting together a, a mixtape kind of thing where Snoop Dogg is going to be the head artist and he's going to release a new song on this mixtape. And then like we're going to if you are selected through our application process, like yeah. you, you can be put on this mixtape. And it was like a low enough price where I was like, well, if this is legit, it could totally pay off. And if not, then all right, at least I can say I'm on a mixtape with a Snoop Dogg. And like, I guess there's some value there. Yeah. Snoop Dogg. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, but, um, and like the thing was, was like, I would, I considered myself like not totally a music industry like expert or anything like that but i i didn't think i was dumb and i fell for it um so that's the thing like it's so common and it's been going on for years and if these big big accounts are doing it it's tough like you said for an artist to be talking to dmx who like they probably idolizing Mm-hmm. think that DMX is saying, yo, man, I like your record. You should give me a thousand dollars and we'll put it on this mixtape. You know, it's hard to say no, if you believe it's real. Yeah, that's the, exactly. That's a fact. Cause a, what, what, a lot of, a lot of the artists that they, they, they're getting caught up in the, the whole, the whole fandom thing. Like you were, you were, you were a big fan of this person. So it's just, it's, it's like, even me, like when Royce hit me up, I was gassed. Like I was so gassed. Like I told my girl, I'm, I'm telling my mom, like, yo, <laughs> this dude Royce literally hit me up and he's trying to do a feature. That's crazy. And then, you know, you you come to find out. Well, see, but then again, the whole thing with me and Royce, that was kind of different because like I at that time I was actually speaking to Royce, but you know, he ended up mingling with the company and I just was trying to help him out and put him on the game. Like, bro, you're you linked up with a scam company and you're you're <laughs> they're trying to scam artists with your account, and he just wasn't trying to hear it. <laughs> yeah, and did Royce the Five Nine publicly reach out to you directly or kind of like indirectly? Because you guys, I don't know, oh, if going wait. back and forth is the right term, but I saw there was something going there. Oh yeah, well. What it was is I was putting out videos because I ain't like the way he was trying to, you know, little bro me and mm-hmm. think like, I'm going to just, you know, oh, okay, I'm going to let you get away with this because you're Royce. Like, nah. So I, I think what it was is me doing all that, that stuff behind the scenes and talking to like somebody like Crooked Eye who's reaching back out to him because they're friends to talk about this. He's right. catching wind of what, what I'm doing and I think he he got the person wrong in that video, that live video he did when he was like basically threatening the person. Like, you better take all those videos down. He thought it was a guy named DJ Booth, but I was the one who one was talking to Crooked and I was the one uploading the videos. So it was like, I think he he, he was trying to take out that aggression on me. But yeah. Damn. Well, and like you said, like you were pumped when Royce was hitting you up because you're like, yo, I've been listening to this guy for 15 years or something. He's a legend. Oh, and yeah. and then to come. Yeah. And it's it's almost like the cover up is worse than the crime in a way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was another thing I was saying to people about Royce. Like he he like he was in the position to just denounce this whole thing. 
but because probably his friends and he knows people who he's cool with that are do actively doing this too, he doesn't want to be that guy to be like, nah, you like this is this is bogus, don't do this, because his friends are eating off this. But so he just stepped away from it. But to me, I still think that's sucker shit because like just because you back off, you were actively a part of it, but now you want to back off because you know what it's about. Nah put people on that this was bogus and then I, i'll have respect for you i have well, almost no do doubt that. that his label or someone came up to him and said you have to stop this because you're ruining your brand and you'll never be able to promote something else again pretty much but, all these people won't ever be able to promote anything without everyone going it's a scam don't waste your time don't oh, yeah. don't work with him don't do nothing and so the people doing it have to be in position that they're desperate or they think they're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just think about that though. If they're getting 10 grand a week, that's 500 grand a year. Sitting More here money doing than nothing. They probably made since they signed. That's a lot. And right. How much do you value your reputation? Interesting. These guys obviously, the one, they don't care about their reputation. And two, they definitely don't care about the people that looked up. To yeah. They so, well, well, it's yeah. James, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. You're good. I was going to say it's, it's unfortunate when, cause it's one thing if it were artists that you kind of maybe heard of that kind of had a following that were doing this and you're like, all right, well that sucks. But when you, when you hear red man, fat Joe Royce, the five, nine, like the game, all of, I'm pretty sure all of these people have had a platform and like all of us can name a song by all of them. Cause we grew up listening and level idolizing some of these people. And when they're so blatantly not caring about the outcome to their fans, like to the people who fall for this, it's so clear that they don't give a shit. And it's just disheartening. Even with, Hip hop. You're like, okay, yeah, it's hip hop. So like, what do I, but it's still like disappointing somehow. <laughs> yeah. No, it is like, it, that, like, like I said, man, the, but what's even more disappointing about this whole situation is that these hip hop media sites and these platforms, they don't want to speak about this because they're probably afraid. Oh, well, like like a like a hot 97, for example, somebody like Ebro and all these people, Funk Flex, I know for a fact these guys are aware of what's going on. And they refuse to touch on it. The complexes, like they'll 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 like subtly say things about it, but they but they are not they're not actually bringing the whole awareness to light. It's like, oh, there's some type of thing going on with this, the black. No, call it what it is. There's a scam going on within the industry amongst the legends, and they need to stop, period. But they're scared. They don't want to say nothing. Everybody's nervous. The right, and they only, don't want The only company I know saying anything is DJ Booth and Audio Mac. And even um, DJ Booth is a dude who, who, who told me, I got to fall back because I'm getting threats and things like that. So he said he got to fall back. I, now, I've I, I just recently, and I was just about to blog about this too. Somebody was it, is actively, I think, trying to set me up because what they said is, they said, uh, oh, because I'm dropping, I've, I've been, 
uh, selling my merch and, and, and my albums and things like that. So this person hits me up behind the scenes and says, oh, um, can, can, how much are you selling your, your CDs for? And I tell him the price. And he says, oh, you think you could um, come drop it off with me? And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I could uh, <laughs> mail put it, it in you. the post office and mail it to you. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, but I need that right now. How about I come to where you are and come get it? So, and this person's from the Bronx. And I know that they try, I know that they're trying to set me up. They trying to catch me slipping somehow because that company already reached out to me directly on some like trying to make me flip on the artist. So I know they trying to figure out ways to catch me. And I think that's what, what it is with a lot of these people. They're scared of one being threatened. And it's just, yeah, kind of creepy, but it is what it is, man. I'm not out there like that anyway. You're blowing it up enough. You're targeting the people that they're targeting with your message. And I mean, you have support, obviously. I think you have more support than they do. They have money over so yeah, at this money. point. Yeah, and that's, exactly. that's what this is at this point. They're trying to, they know it's not going to last forever. So get as much money as they can now. Mm -hmm. And you're hurting that. Oh, yeah, 100%. My mom was telling me that, too. She was like, you need to calm down and slow down because this is you're playing with people's money here. And I told my mom, like, you already, like, I told my mom, you know my personality. And it's not, I'm not going to back down because these guys are threatening me and they got money. Like, at the end of the day, I've always been, like, a martyr for this hip-hop shit. So it's like, I don't know, man. It just is what it is. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, these kinds of things aren't going away. And this is just not even the latest one. This one has been going on for years, but it's just another way that people in the industry take advantage of those who actually give them an industry in the first place. Um, you know, I think it's great what you're doing with trying because you have a platform and you yeah. have a, a big following on YouTube and Instagram and raising this message clearly something that's with us in particular and just people who are in the music industry yeah um but moving off of that can you dive into a little bit about like how you became who you are and what your music business kind of looks like now um well for me like i kind of started off uh you know I don't know, like I wasn't getting attention like every other artist out there that I see. But like me, I'm very, like I'm keen on where like everything is starting to like transition to in this in this hip hop world. So what I recognize is that everybody's so engulfed in controversy. People love controversy. They love hot topics. So what I did was yep. I started, you know, figuring out ways to either blog about these hot topics and bring people into my world and give them, you know, insight and perspective on the topics that they love so much, as well as giving them music. So I started building my platform through that. And, you know, people just started following me like, all right, these guys got some interest in to say, let me follow them. Now, yeah, naturally, I'm gonna get some of the haters through that and the trolls. But the haters that even follow me, they're spreading my, my message and my music because they're mad. So yep. they'll push it on their page or their platform. Like, look at this idiot talking stuff you don't know. So either way, I'm getting pushed. But yep. yeah, that's pretty much how I, I just been building my platform. It sounds like you 
inadvertently kind of took a page out of the 50 cent marketing model kind of this if people like the controversy i'm gonna go after everybody except for yeah. Eminem. <laughs> yeah 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 a hundred percent but a lot of my stuff also like to keep it a buck with you it, it it's like there, there's substance there it's like right i'm not just like you know attacking people just to attack them like it's got to be mm -hmm. warranted even with the with the whole royce thing that's the actual encounter it's not like i didn't have no idea who royce was and i'm like okay let me just go at this guy royce and just say yep. something mm -hmm. so through that you know my actual encounter with him naturally people are gonna come and be like yo who's this dude getting that royce why and then they see oh it's legit he actually has a reason so yeah like that's just some of the controversial techniques that happen so what do you have going on right now for your music business what do you have coming out what are you focused on are you promoting past music right now are you prepping some new stuff what are you doing um right now i've just been selling my merch uh and selling my last album physical copies and i'm working on a new album right now to give to my fans and um yeah people just been buying the music uh uh support supporting the merch so you know that's pretty much it like just continuing to build the build the following even more and build my platform because what Literally. I'm trying to focus on is, is a cult following. That's what I want. Because I already know I'm anti-industry. I don't want to sign a deal to no label. I just want to build like a tech nine type following where I could continue to put out merch and they'll buy it. And then when it's time to like do shows, I could do shows, things like that. Yeah. And right now, I mean, coronavirus, merchandise yeah. is where artists make money. Um, exactly. that's how labels make money that's how artists make money right now and that's why so many labels are going under because they used to rely on shows and the shows to sell the merchandise and you're following you have a big following on youtube yeah. and spotify and streaming platforms but i think it, correct me if i'm wrong youtube was where you really started um yeah well yeah when i like initially initially started it was definitely on youtube and then i just mm -hmm. figured out the, the instagram world and then yeah. I, I started building my following on that and now they're kind of following you everywhere and you're doing exactly what most artists dream to do get yeah. a following at all it doesn't have to be huge um yeah. Elliot always likes to say currency currency can put out a song and it will get streamed it's not going to top the charts but his following is dedicated to streaming russ was like that but now he's become more mainstream when he signed now he's away again but he can take advantage of being away um and you're kind of doing that you've had stan um, brought you a lot of traction and noise and mm -hmm. attention and you mm -hmm. keep doing these controversies you have all these videos and i think you're you have branded yourself differently and you've done something most artists dream to do so great job that's about all i have to say about uh -huh. it i yeah yeah i appreciate it <laughs> at least somebody recognizes it. <laughs> it's like i'm the only i'm literally the only one who who who's, who's running this thing you know what i'm saying so i gotta come up with all the marketing techniques for when i drop a record i gotta figure out all right what's smart for what, like what lane should i go down with this it's like it's 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 hard because you got to keep in mind i also got to focus on the music too <laughs> right it's like it's difficult whereas most people they got oh i got my manager here i got this person helping me with this nah it's just me 
Yeah. And we always tell people you're running a business mm -hmm. and you're at the point where you know, you're running a business, but when you start, most people don't realize that. And that yeah. means a business would have an accounting department, marketing department. They have their management, they have sales, mm -hmm. everything. Um, and you have all of that and you're doing a great job at all of it. And you've also pivoted knowing you had to with coronavirus and knowing what's going on, you can keep doing your controversy videos, but I've even seen CDs and merchandise. You're highlighting them. You're doing stuff. Most people don't sell CDs at all. They don't even think about it, but it's uh, an easy way to make some money. That's another fact that you're talking like people, people ain't buying no damn physical copies. <laughs> so like, even I'm not going to lie. I was surprised even though like when I was doing the physical, I was like, wow. Like that means people really, really mess with the brand and the music if they're willing to buy physical copies. Like everybody, right. like and especially you gotta think about this. That album that I put out, it's it's already been out there digitally. You know what I'm saying? So they they have it already, but they want it so much again that it's like I'm gonna buy the physical now. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. It's I think it's a way for you, the fans, to show a token of support. And be like, yeah. of course, I can get this music for free, but I like what you're doing. Here's 20 bucks for the album. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, we'll leave the floor to you, I think. Elliot, do you have anything? Well, I just wanted to say, I wanted to get your take on this because a lot of the way that you're growing your business and kind of the style of your music and how music, you remind me a lot of Immortal Technique. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you being a big hip-hop head, you must know who he is, but a lot of people, yeah. I think a lot, a lot don't, other than they think it's a group or yeah. they just know the Dance with the Devil song. Yeah. Um, but is are there, you said you want to do a thing like Tech 9 is doing. What are, is, who, who are you trying to build your business? I don't want to say like mimicking, but you know what I mean? The structure of, oh, I like the way currency has his niche fan base and yeah. I'm going to try to go for that. Is, is Tech 9 are there any others that you're trying to kind of go after? Um, no, nah, it's really just, I, I, I love the way Tech 9 set up his thing. The only thing is I don't want that specific target market that he has. Like I, I, want, uh, I want a more diverse uh, market. I feel like his market is like, a specific like kind of and there's no disrespect to like that culture the juggalo type yep. culture but i feel like that's just his specific culture that he's targeted and i don't want that i want to be able to get the 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 the, the females the street dudes i want everybody so that I'm just trying to have more of a diverse market and bring those in and it, it's slowly coming together because I do Every now and then I get the, ever since I took off the face paint, now I'm getting females that are like, okay, now I could actually listen to what he has to say. Whereas before it's like the face paint, they like, I don't know if I'm going to be taking this guy too serious. So, yeah. Either that or like, oh, this guy is too serious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Word, word. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, what is the website that our listeners could find some of your merch and these CDs? Um, well, I mean, they could get like the 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 sweater merch on grizzyhendrix.com. But if you're trying to get like these shirts right here, 
you could just hit me directly on Instagram at Grizzy Hendrix. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I go through all my DMs and talk to everybody. So that's where you could get these shirts in, like CDs and albums from me directly. Perfect. And yeah, you do talk to everyone. You answered me before. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I be I like sometimes it's hard though because like I'm getting so much DMs, but like I definitely try to go through them all. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to say before you, we let you go? Um, just shouts out to y'all for you know trying to bring more awareness to to this uh scamming topic because I've been going very hard with this, and you know the more people that's on board to uh make make people more aware of this, I'm like I'm all for it. Yeah, we don't hesitate. Um, Ellie and I both got frozen on Instagram uh, probably three three months ago, three and a half months ago. We still can't comment and do anything um, because we brought light to a few other companies and what they were doing. So, oh, yeah, it's uh, yep. we we aren't any strangers to this. That's why we appreciate what you're doing, and uh, we're happy to have you on. <laughs> Yo, good luck, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I th- our Instagram account at DeNovo Agency is currently being shadow banned. So if you go and uh, take a look, you'll see <laughs> what's going on. You can't tag us in a comment. Um, so somebody doesn't like that That's independent crazy. artists are learning things about the. Industry. So <laughs> yep, we we feel you. <laughs> yeah, I was shadow banned like like couple months ago they they weren't letting me tag nothing so i'm i'm trying to be very cautious of the things that i post now like not too graphic or anything so they can't like find reasons to to catch me (laughs) slipping yeah i remember so i posted a video about i don't know if you know this united masters what distributor do who do you use um i use uh distro kid use Distro kid okay so i posted about united masters and how they have a right of first refusal so if you would have signed to United Masters and a label came to you and offered you a hundred grand yeah. before you can take your music off United Masters, you'd have to offer United Masters to match. Oh my lord! Oh, that's what's so. Oh, okay. So they yeah. they kind of. <laughs> oh man! And um, that and like how World Star Hip Hop had a record deal competition, you had to pay money to enter. <laughs> Yeah, and if they had, I think they needed two thousand people to enter, and they made their money back and more compared to what they were offering in the deal. So, like, we will post stuff like that, or I did, and after I did those two videos, I think I did both of those in a week, plus some yeah. few other things, and uh, haven't been able to do anything since. <laughs> That's crazy. It's the same thing that Funk Flex was doing with his little bogus freestyle. Uh, uh, you you pay, and we're gonna listen to it. And then pay again, and this time we're gonna see if you you actually make it. It's like it's it's just yo, I couldn't believe this guy's out here scamming too. Like it's I like everybody's just like on on the scam. Always finding new ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, just, I always some of the things I like to remind people are if they come to you, if anyone comes to you and say I like your music, and don't uh, at least give you an example, it's probably a scam. Yo, keep in <laughs> mind, bro. This yo is so funny. My man just hit me up and he was like, yo, this the, the company just uh hit me up and they was like, yo, we love your music, we love what you're doing. This guy's like, I don't even make music, bro. I was like, oh look, these guys are crazy. <laughs> I get them. People ask me to feature in their song. I'm like, I yep. 
MC, oh well, MC James is a hot commodity right now, so hop on and get get, get the feature while you can. Price going up next month. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, I got a deal for you. Have, give us five thousand dollars, and we'll put you on a mixtape with MC James and Grizzly Hendrix. Right. Oh, geez. yo, that's crazy. Well, Grizzly, thank you so much for coming by and helping us. You know spread your it's been great having you here we're both fans of your music um so it's great to have you here and on the show um yeah thank you very much everybody go check out grizzyhendrix.com follow him on instagram buy some of his merch check out the cds and yeah watch out for those scams <laughs> appreciate y'all yo. <laughs> hey good Unfortunate. talking to you talk soon all right bro <laughs> The Business of Music Podcast, presented by DeNovo Agency. DeNovoAgency.com. If you are an independent recording artist, we know that you're fed up with unnecessary fees and giving away your royalties to a music distributor. Songflower introduces lifetime distribution, the most artist-friendly way to release music. It's just $10 for a single, $20 for an EP, and $30 for an album to have Songflower distribute your music for life to all of the streaming platforms that you need to be on. Songflower never charges you any upgrades or hidden fees, and they will never take one penny of your royalties. Check out songflower.com to see why lifetime distribution is the right move for you and your music business. The Business of Music Podcast. Well, I mean, I almost forgot that I did that thing with Snoop Dogg like years ago. It was I think it was like 500 bucks or something. Yeah. And I did kind of have that mentality where I was like I th- this is likely not going to do anything. But there is a value to say, look, I'm on a mixtape with Snoop Dogg, but that's not what they're selling. And I was not under the assumption that I was talking to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, you were smart enough to know what was going on. Snoop Dogg didn't reach out to you personally. Snoop Dogg didn't say he liked your music. This no. the company that came to you was just like, hey, we're doing this. We have a Snoop Dogg song that's not out. Yep. We're pretty much selling spots on a mixtape. Do you want to be on it? Yeah. That was it. There's no right. <laughs> there's, the thing was this the, if the company just approached it that way, there would be no problem. But it's the fake. Well, yeah, people are gonna be like, oh, 500 bucks, thousand bucks. Okay, that's good to say I'm on a mixtape with Redman. You know how many songs are gonna be on it? If they say yeah, 12, okay, that's a good, I'll do that. But it's not. And like the thing is, there's a value there. So it's not like they're like they are scamming, um, but they are doing something that could have value if it's presented it the right way. Rather than doing the fake bullshit and get selling the dream, why not just be like, hey, look, yep, this is a great opportunity to say you're on a mixtape with Fat Joe. He's going to be the lead song. He's going to tweet it once and done. Thousand bucks. I mean, we even tell artists not to pay for a feature unless they're going to help promote it somewhat. Right. But people still do it and it's still going. They could make money. Like you just said, they can make money just saying, yeah, uh, Fat Joe's going to have a song on this mixtape. Yeah. You may be song 29 out of 30 and Fat Joe will be one, but you'll be on it. And there's a chance that one person will hear you that hasn't heard you before. Right. Right. And, um, it's right. Just why not just 
this and there'd be no problem and they'd make the same amount of money artists as much the yeah it wouldn't hurt them at all and the idea is if the artist i know what they're thinking there is well hey if there's 30 songs in this mixtape and every single one of these artists promotes it a little bit i'll get some trickle down but that's also not what happens everyone promotes their song on the mixtape they don't promote the mixtape and most of these people People don't have a fan base that will go listen to the whole thing. Right. I mean, we talk so, about even fans don't even listen to your own album. They'll listen to a few songs. They're not going to listen to someone else's album that only has one song of yours. It's just people don't do that. And maybe if these mixtapes had six songs on them, it would seem like, oh, okay, well, if it's on here, these other guys must be other five, whatever. Um, must be legit because there's only a handful of songs, fat new fat Joe song. These guys must be legit. But when there's 30, it's no when's the last time you sat and listened to a mixtape top to bottom with 30 songs on it? When's the last time you sat and listened to a new mixtape of a bunch of new artists with four songs on it? I think it was now 12. <laughs> yeah, and I was 12. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean it's in so we've for our listeners out there, we have done a campaign or two with Grizzy Hendrix um, probably like six or eight months ago now, um, maybe even longer. But uh, this kind of goes like this is a question we get a lot is, you know, what established artists work with you or have you worked with? He's at the point he's got enough going on on his own where he doesn't necessarily need to pay a company like ours where we are mainly focused on people who are looking to build a fan base he has a fan base there is a there isn't a lot that we there isn't much more that we can do for him that he doesn't already have because he has a fan base what we did with him was specifically focused on getting spotify to promote his music more for him right get one song here's the lead let's promote this song a ton yeah he had two other songs he still does that blew up on YouTube and then had traffic on Spotify. And when they came to us, they had released the album and said, nothing's happening with what we released. And just like we tell every artist, nothing's going to happen until Spotify knows who promote it to. And if people are just listening to it who come from YouTube, they have to find patterns in that music. So what we did was we promoted a few songs and I think pretty much the whole album started to catch Discover Weekly. And we haven't heard, we haven't had to do anything since because that's the goal. That was all he was looking for. Get Spotify mm-hmm. to do something. And we did a little bit. Yep. Spotify did the we rest. Helped. And yeah. th- I, now it just kind of happens. And now the album has some traction without him doing anything where he can focus on merchandise and everything else because he is a one-man business. He could not have done Spotify on his own on top of merchandise and CDs and doing a blog every day about controversy. So bigger artists who come to us come to us for different reasons. They maybe it's youtube maybe just get some traction on youtube grizzy just wanted something on spotify get spotify to do something so a bigger artist is not going to come to us and go hey i want this album to go gold because it's not worth the money it's not worth the investment no one does that the only time you see an artist really use playlisting even labels is on a new release they will all push it as much as they can right at the um, beginning right away at the beginning to get it triggering the algorithm as fast as possible like and then for it, next week, yeah, yeah, and then it, it pretty much they don't stop, but they pull it way back and they go to the next song that they're trying to push next week, 
and they mm-hmm. just keep this process going and it's like the radio it, get it in front of as many people as possible if they listen to it more than once they're going to eventually go oh i i like this that's they're just targeting passive listeners and getting spotify to do it for them on release radar and discover weekly and really that's what playlisting is designed for it's not to make you go viral um i don't care if you put fifteen hundred dollars behind a song it's not going to do anything if people don't like it so ultimately when people come to us at different levels in their career they have different goals um and his goal is make it so this next album he releases he doesn't need to do anything with us if he doesn't want to but we can help speed it up right well and the thing like he his main platform looks like it's youtube and he has built out a a library of content a catalog and the youtube algorithm knows that okay people who click on this video like hip-hop controversy let's show them these other videos they know where the the data has told youtube where he is the value add whom he is the biggest value add for and unfortunately youtube and spotify do not communicate so they spotify doesn't say oh thanks youtube he this is where it's a value add he it needs to learn it completely from zero again and it's not like it was at complete zero but then this is what musicians have to do is work your way to getting the platforms to do some of this work for you if over time you can get enough of a fall instagram so that instagram learns based on data that people who like big sean also interact with your pictures and videos, it will show it to people on their explore page. The same thinking is how the algorithm for YouTube is working, is the same way how the algorithm for Spotify is working. Use data to figure out what content is a value add to what user. And if over time, YouTube has learned, oh, his sweet spot are videos like this for viewers like that. Let's put it in the mix. Let's put these videos on these sidebars for these people. And, and yeah. this is every app you're ever Every on. app. If you're all the same. Face, if you're on Facebook a lot and you like to look at conspiracy theories or you're extremely left wing, it doesn't matter. What Facebook's going to do is learn that and give you more of it to keep you on it. And that's what Spotify wants to do. It wants to give you more of what you'd like to keep you on it. YouTube does the same thing. Keep you on it. These algorithms are doing that consistently. Um, and these, these and they're competing against each other. That's yep. Really, Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same company. That's why they you can get an ad on Facebook, and if you stop for a second and look at it, Instagram knows and they'll show you that same ad because they're owned by each other. YouTube and Spotify are competing against each other. So really, they both have different algorithms, pretty damn similar, I'm sure. But their ultimate goal is to keep you there. Yep. And I think sure. that's what people forget that you Spotify's goal is not to say. Hey, you like two chains? This sounds like two chains. You may like it. They don't want to do that. They want to go, you like two chains. You also listen to Mary J. Blige. So don't all these other people. And they like this artist. We have data supporting it, not just sound similar. YouTube, everything. Yeah. Or they could even learn like, oh, based on the songs you've listened to in the past three days, we have determined that you are upset. So we're going to show you these songs today. Oh, over the last four days, You've played I Just Had Sex 87 times. You're in a, we're going to show you these songs. Like it's it crazy. knows. It's crazy to think how like Facebook knows if you look at an ex's profile 
and you're looking at it and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden you'll start <laughs> to see even if it's their similar friends in the profile like you may know these people oh well, yeah i know all those people why are you doing this to me spotify is trying <laughs> to do the same thing and um yeah it's crazy uh technology is crazy but ultimately they won't do it without data and that's established artists usually don't need data if they need anything it's a boost at the beginning they already have Mm -hmm. the data it's already working on their side they just want it to do more and that's kind of what his situation was and some other artists we work with their situation um no one wants if if you're paying for all of your streams even a hundred thousand streams if you're paying for every single one you're not going to make money no it's way too expensive um and it's not sustainable it's not and why would you want to if you're always just paying for streams you're paying for an appearance you're not paying because you're not making music anymore because you're people like it you're making music because you like to which is fine but do you like to make music or do you like the appearance of making music and looking popular and i think that's the difference between if you're paying for every single stream with the purpose of just getting streams not actually look getting cool. the algorithm and people to like you and get on release radar and do all that if you just want to look cool you can do it very cheaply using fake streams and there's any website type in type something in, you'll find something and uh they'll make you look cool but it's not actually going to help your music business yep if anything it'll more likely hurt it because these platforms just like if you buy a million fake followers instagram will go clean them out spotify if you buy a bunch of fake streams it will go and clean them out or maybe not clean the streams out but it'll clean you out of the system so that these fake streams stop coming in um, Even and they sell Spotify want... followers too. Yep. Get we 500 in a day. Recently. Yeah. We were talking yeah. to someone recently who uh, is dead set that they need more followers in order to get signed to a record label because someone told someone told someone that that's what you need. And they have lost like a hundred followers because obviously followers are fake at times. Like you can get in a botted spot where you just get followers. Um, it's no different than if you, for some reason, Instagram overnight, you get 20 followers. That's kind of what happens on Spotify too. Um, but they'll go away and they were going away from this profile. So their first thing, the artist's first thing they did was go and buy followers. <laughs> buy more. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my numbers dropped. I better. It wasn't like, oh man, I better market my music and find some people who like it so I can get some more followers. It was, oh shit. I got to go buy fake ones because I got to look cool. Because if I don't have them, no label wants me. And ultimately, no was going to want you because if you release a song, if you have 20,000 followers and you release a song and you don't get 20,000 streams, not even 10,000 streams, 5,000 streams, 2,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's clear that they are fake. Followers are usually friends and family or dedicated fans. Very dedicated like fans. Dedicated who because want have- the reminder of the email that is all a follow does. And yeah, an email reminder because following, it's not like we like to say, it's not like Instagram. You can make your Instagram profile private. They have to follow you. If you could do that on Spotify, following would be a whole different story. Like, oh, you can't listen to my music unless you follow me. And that would actually be something maybe that would signal the strength of how your audience is a little bit more if they're real. That's not something here. So you don't have to follow anyone. That's why following isn't a good metric to use when trying to judge if your music's any good or if you're going to be famous because 
I don't think I follow a single artist on Spotify. I yeah. there's no need. No people, and that's why we say saves are more important because followers could reflect, like you said, friends and family who want to show support and hit that follow button. Save means they actually listened, liked, and saved the music. Follows do not inherently mean that people are listening. And also the thing we get all the time is, well, followers are guaranteed to get my music on release radar. And let's just think about it. And I, I would say it's much, much more likely. Sure. But let's say I hypothetically follow 300 artists on Spotify. And that Friday, 49 of them are putting out a new song. Release Radar has 30 spots, period, for everybody. Doesn't matter if you follow a million people or none, or if you listen to music all day long, once ever. Everybody has 30 slots on Release Radar. So it is not a guarantee that if you follow, if somebody follows you, you're guaranteed to get their song, your song on their Release Radar. Because if there are 30 slots and I follow 300 artists and 49 of them put out a song that week, well, 19 of them aren't making the cut. And how they def decide in that situation who makes the cut is on data. And I think you're more likely to like this song than this one. So we're going to show you this one. I guess that if someone's following you, an independent artist who doesn't really have a fan base or anything, <clears throat> they're probably following a lot of people. A lot. Like, not 10. Like, they're following, like, hundreds of right. artists so when they get that email it's not even just you anymore it's you and 500 other people release music because i followed everyone on this playlist because maybe i, I like the first fans artists. right yeah oh uh, yeah now with that think about mm. let's spotify i oh top five percent of i think i got top five, like eight percent of big sean oh okay who's the next big sean i mean i'll follow these people and then spotify will tell me if one makes it big and i can look at right. me i knew him i was one i know what i'm doing uh-huh. I'm an did not think of Yeah. Did not think there, of that. There's always someone like that. I mean, I'm not saying the majority of people like that, but you know, there's some people out there that are doing that. Um, and do you really want those people following you? It's it. What? Right. Ultimately, if I had the choice between release radar, putting me in front of 10 people or having a thousand followers, I would take release radar and get 10 new people. Every time Guaranteed. Yeah. Yep. 10 streams every time I release a song because those are fans. Those are people who might even buy something from me if I were to sell stuff um, because I know they like my music. If you have a thousand followers right now, you should be able to probably drop merchandise tomorrow and sell a hundred, whatever, whatever you're dropping. Um, or 20. If you think they're real. Right. Yeah. If you think they're real, you'll sell them. Not your friends and family. Don't count them. You'll be able to sell something. Yep. Yeah, do family count? Well, they're going to be following them, but friends and family, like, your mom would buy like 30 shirts if you sold them. I want one in every color. <laughs> Elliot, oh, you got new tank tops. Let me get a blue one. <laughs> oh, and a green one. And she'd just go smack my dad. Todd, Todd, we need, we need, we need $1,500 to buy a shirt that Elliot has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I guess. Oh, Jesus. That would be the conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this was a great episode. Um, we want to hammer down on that message of what is artist friendly? What should independent artists do? 
We know that everybody has a limited budget. So when you're scammed out of 1500 bucks for some bullshit mixtape, it hurts and it sets you back three months, maybe four months. I don't know. Depends on what your budget is. But um, yeah, so this has been another great episode. Um, we really like your feedback. So if you have any questions or topics that you think great to cover on the show, shoot us an email at, uh, I forget what it is for this. I think it's just contact at denovoagency.com. That's the, yeah, please shoot us your questions. Um, we'll read some, we're going to start reading some feedback on the air and copy Howard Stern. So shoot us an email, contact at denovoagency.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get more videos and content about how we can help you market and learn more about the music industry in general. Um, and follow James on Instagram at the Music Esquire or the Music Esk. If you search James Landry, it'll come up. <laughs> and follow me, Elliot Towsley. Um, and uh, join us at our next episode. We're going to have a branding, a music branding coach is going to be our guest. And I'm excited to hear what she has to say. Um, she has a great a few great uh, techniques on how to grow Instagram when it's you're a musician trying to promote, you know, it's hard to promote music because it's inherently free. So how do you make a brand? How do you create an image that is outside of the music itself? She's going to talk to uh, us a little bit about that. So join us for that episode and I'll leave it with James. All right. I'm going to go through top three things to look for. If you think you're being scammed, how's that? I like it. It's clickbait. Yeah, it is click. That's a good. The top. Da -da 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 -da. This just in. The top three things that you need to look for right after this. Chester had to make a sound effect for that too. Um, so, very obvious things to look for if you are getting reached out to or contacted by someone, label A and R, anyone. The first thing you want to look for is it's not going to be an Instagram DM. They will get in contact with you and it's most likely going to be an email. It won't be a text message either. If it is an Instagram DM, it's because your email is non-existent. And if they are emailing you, it's not going to be from a Gmail. So look at where they're sending it from. Look at where it's coming from. If it's coming from an actual label or an A&R, they should be easy to find. You should be able to Google their name and they should pop right up. And it should be spelt correctly. Most of the time it's not. They always misspell people's names who they're trying to pretend to be. If it's they're reaching out to you and they say, I like your music, they are most likely fake. They will always come to you with, hey, I like this. I like this about this song. I like how you did this with this song and what you were saying. I'm interested in hearing more. Do you have anything unreleased or anything else I can listen to to kind of show to some a few more people and I'll be in touch? Now, at that point, you should probably find someone to represent you and make sure you're not just going to give away music and they can steal it and copyright issues, all that. But they want you to pay, usually fake people want you to pay before anything. So if they're asking you to pay to listen to your music, it is fake. If they're asking you to pay to have a chance to have your music heard, it is fake. If they're asking you to pay to pitch it to their own label, it's fake because they're getting paid to do this. This is their job. They don't need you to pay them for you to give your music to the label. So the three things now that I just talked with, with no order 
Look where it's coming from. Check the name of who it's coming for. Google that name. Make sure they're legit and figure out their actual contact info. If you're not sure, just send the person an email with a screenshot of what you got. They'll get back to you if it's them. If it's not them, you'll probably never hear from them again. And three is never pay just for your music to be heard. If they're asking you for money in that opening message or with, if they're ever asking you for money, don't do it. They're asking you for money because they're going to disappear. And it's probably going to be cash app or something like that. They're not going to ask you for money ever. And they're not going to give you money without a contract being there. That's three. A lot of people don't know this. And a lot of people see a lot of huge, right? So they're like, well, I've been waiting for this. It's about time. About time I get their call, right? And like, so it's tough to not be like, well, do I believe this guy? It's only a hundred bucks. Is this, I guess I'll try, but that's what they want. They keep the price point low enough to get you to go exactly that. Cause if it was a thousand dollars, you'd have a lot more questions. You would cash app would be a little weird. Like you, you'd probably be less hesitant and a lot of people wouldn't have a thousand dollars to blow. So it's for a hundred bucks. I can show this. I'm the vice president, but I'll show it to the president. If you give me a hundred dollars and I'll for $200, I'll do it today. And it's just so bullshit. Like I saw one today, not not to cut you off. It wasn't even about money. It was blah, 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 blah. This is all do this, this, and this. And all he did was attach a picture, a blurry picture of rock nation, like the word rock nation. (laughs) I, that oh, doesn't wow. mean they're legit. That doesn't mean shit. He's like A and R consultant, and he wrote this whole paragraph, and there was just an image that just said Rock Nation. That doesn't mean he works for Rock Nation. Doesn't mean he works with them. Doesn't mean he has any contacts there. The blurry image really tells me he has nothing to do with them. It gives him no credibility. But people are, think, oh, they said they worked with Warner Music before. Even music promotion companies do this shit. I, yep, we've worked with Rock Nation. How? Prove it. Show me. Do something because just putting the image of Rock Nation, right. Warner, you, that doesn't mean anything. And there's also a lot of, so this is my theory on a bunch of companies who always have that banner on their website of like labels we've worked for, Interscope, like Maybach Music, all the, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And the thing is, is what they're probably doing is working with a bunch of artists who are lying and saying that they're on Interscope Records. So now they can say, hey, we've worked with artists who are on Interscope Records because he says he is. And now we can just say that we've worked and partnered with Interscope Records because fuck it, why not? And it's so ridiculous. Promote one of the songs for them without them asking. Right. There you go. (laughs) Technically, you're right. We could just put... The baby's song in our playlist and be like, look, look how we helped out this artist on Warner. That's right. Warner trusts us because we are DeNovo agency. It's some bullshit. Like, do you think these big ass labels need our help? If the only time it would be is like, look, we have used every playlist we have. We are looking to get more. That would be the only scenario that a company or record label like that would need someone like hours help i guarantee they would make us sign a piece of paper that's an nda and it says and say yeah right we are not able to use their image in promoting we don't you like why lie about it all these companies there's no way in how they have permission from these companies big yeah you can put our logo on your website yeah we trust you 
Yeah. Right. If yeah, for you, your if $38 Spotify campaign. Yeah. You're working with Interscope. Word. <laughs> sure. And the thing is, is that people fall for it. And there's always a list on all these sketchy websites. Artists we've worked with, Wiz Khalifa, Tyga, like all this shit. I'm like, well, are you kidding it, me? Well, that's kind of what I was touching on with the Rock Nation image. Just because the person's image is on the page doesn't mean they worked with them. Because a lot of time <laughs> it won't even say we worked with them. It'll just be like, here's Tyga on my website. Hit a kiss. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Here's Ludacris. Here's Jadakiss. Here's Tiger. Here's Drake. That doesn't mean they worked with them. They're just putting that image up there, which is mm-hmm. a, technically illegal, right? Yeah. Right. Publicity issue. But these companies are so small and ancient, like overseas, that these artists aren't going to find right. them. They're not going to be able no, to stop them. I mean, and they don't, what they are don't they going to sue them for? Right. It's yeah, it's a violation of right publicity. They're going to be like, you should have paid me my $2,000 to be put on your website, and you're lying. So instead of lying and risking it, they're just putting the image up there. And a lot of artists and small labels look at that and think they've worked with them. That's credible. They have Rock Nation on here. They say the word Interscope. That doesn't mean anybody can download that logo and put it in their email footer. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything. And that's kind of like the Rock Nation one I saw. It was on LinkedIn too. I was like, this isn't, this doesn't mean you work with them or for them or anything. And in a way, I'm surprised Rock Nation hasn't come after you and been like, stop. You don't do that. Right. Like, you don't have the right to do that. You don't work with us. You don't pay us. You're trying to make money off of us. Right. And it's scam probably people. a matter of time. Yeah. And that's kind of what these scams do. I don't know if that guy was scamming people as much as trying to just build fake credibility. But don't fall for the basics really the most basic thing i normally see i don't even have to go to like number two and three that i talked about number one is they misspell something in the email or it's from a gmail or they misspell anything it's very clear um they'll put an extra i and if the name's chris it'll be like c-r-i-i-s and you won't notice um they'll misspell interscope they'll do something that's too obvious and yeah don't fall for fake credibility. Yep. And also, if the go-to um, sign of a scam is if you're going to make, if they're advertising that you're going to make more money than it costs you to promote it, that does not make sense. I know we've talked about this before, but let's just, we'll wrap it up here with this. If I had playlists that for $30, I could generate enough streams every time to make $80 back. Why would I share access to this gold mine if all I need is a handful of shitty songs and every week I make 80 bucks because every week I just, no, I'm sorry. That just doesn't make sense. It's not how it works. I'm, I don't know how else to put it. And the thing is, is like, people just there is it's hard to know what to expect with music marketing because there are scams and there are so many companies out there that are marketing something for $19 that you think that oh well this is you know to market a good record I only need 120 bucks and it's like are you serious if it only cost $120 200,000 streams real ones and build a band don't think there'd be a lot more famous artists than there are 
Spotify would be broke. Yeah, right. And promoting music wouldn't be a challenge if for $120, I could get 200,000 streams of real people and Spotify catches on and boom, now my snowball is running, running down the hill. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that that's not how it works. It's just the same as compare it to a Facebook ad. Okay, I'm selling CD or I'm telling people to go to my album on Spotify through a Facebook ad. How much reach do you think you'd get for 120 bucks? Say over the course of two weeks, 20,000 people, maybe 200 clicks at most. Right. Okay. So even with the reach 20, 20,000, let's call it 50,000, very conservatively. If for $120, you get 50,000 total impressions on the Facebook ad, that would mean every single person who saw that ad, then clicked it, listened to the song 30 seconds and you got 50,000 streams. That would be the amazing Facebook ad campaign of all time. And it's 50,000, not 200,000. So these companies are out here telling you, yeah, guaranteed 200,000 streams and 1,500 follows and 500 saves for $199. It's just completely ludicrous. Think about it rationally and logically. You cannot guarantee to a T what the audience you have is going to like. Even if we had a playlist with a million followers and we said, all right, yep, almost every song gets 50,000 streams, even if it's awful. There still could be a song that's really, really bad and these million people, none of them, a very low amount of them, listen to past 30 seconds. You cannot guarantee what your audience is going to behave like. You cannot guarantee that if a super nice weekend, people are not out or sitting inside listening to music all day. You just can't. You, you just got to, I always compare it to selling hoodies. If you think all it was going to cost was 120 bucks and you were going to make 200 grand off selling hoodies off of one ad, then you need to really reconsider what your expectations are. And it's no different for music. The Business of Music podcast presented by DeNovo Agency. DeNovoAgency.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Business of Music podcast. We love to hear feedback. Shoot us an email to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer your questions on the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to learn even more and check out denovoagency.com to see how we can help you grow your music business. Until next time, this has been the Business of Music podcast. 